Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Redeem Midweek Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Liz. And we are face-to-face for the first time ever. Yeah, this is really exciting. And we have a special couple with us that we're really excited, um, and there's great wisdom and insights. But first, just a quick announcement. There is no church this week, July 4th. We want you to spend time with friends and family, but we will be back together for Redeem Outdoors on Saturday, July 11th at 6 p.m. So we want everyone to come join us again. We're having a great time. We've done it for two weeks. It's been great turnouts. It's been great worship, great words, and then literally people hang around for like a half an hour afterwards catching up, which is really awesome. So anyway, so just wanted to get that announcement before we begin. But Liz, do you mind sharing the couple that we have? Yeah. We have Jordan and Lucia Rothley here with us today. They are going to share with us how they met, which is super cute. God, totally divine uh, appointment there. And um, But also, you know, they're a couple that does ministry together. And so they're going to share some best practices about what that looks like. Um, they're also going to share their heart about missions and how that can look, what that looks like both in an international um, setting and also just what missions looks like in your own hometown. And they do have some really cool news um, to share with us. So tune in. Awesome. Well, let's get started with the Redeem Midweek Podcast. We have Jordan and Lucia Rothley here today. This is our very first podcast in person. Yeah. We are definitely six feet apart. Yes. This is going to be different for us, but this is going to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. And hopefully we sound super clear. I think we're doing good so far. Okay. So we are so excited to have them here with us. Um, We have a lot to talk about because they are just two really exciting people. If you guys don't know Jordan and Lucia, I think everyone would want to know, how did you guys meet? Long story short, we were both on a mission trip and I at the time was going to Southeastern University and Jordan was a full-time missionary in Honduras. So for me, I was leading a team from my college and then Jordan was asked to lead a team last minute from his church back in Michigan. So we ended up being placed in the same state, which on these missions.me mission trips basically means that there's a lot of different teams from all over the world in one hotel at the same time. Um, so we ended up connecting because we would we were both what they called squad leaders. And so every morning before all of the missionaries woke up, we would all get together to kind of brainstorm what the day would look like. And so from the beginning, I thought he was pretty attractive. And so I was well aware of who he was. Um, but I I was, I think, 19, 19 or 20 at the time. And he just carries himself as like super marine, very manly, a lot older than me. And so I felt it was more like a girl crush, celebrity crush thing. And so I admired him from afar, but I really didn't like think anything would go of anything because... He seemed a lot older than me, but also I just was really, really focused on what I was doing there. And he seemed the same way, but he just honestly operated in a lot of authority and confidence. And he just stood out to me for a lot of different reasons. And so that was initially how we met. Um, But Jordan, what's your perspective with how we initially met? Because I think you were aware of me at different points than I was like aware of you. So, yeah, I. I think uh, for the most part, you you hit it. It was, um, you know, totally unexpected that, you know, we met on this on this trip. And to be honest, you're you're in a position of leadership. You don't want to be distracted. You know, on a trip, you're out and you're 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 serving the community. You're you're with people. And um, I didn't want to be distracted. And so I really, you know, just 
you know, just try to stay focused and, 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 and on mission. Um, but it was inevitable, you know, just, um, after the trip, we were talking and sat next to each other on the bus and even on the plane, on the way home, playing games, uh, like tic-tac-toe and, and the rest is history. Here we are married. Yeah. So now how long did you date? And then how long have you been married? Yeah, we dated for seven months. I think we were engaged for seven months and now we're going on four years of marriage. Awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Well, you guys are not newlyweds anymore, uh, and you're young leaders, but share some of the best practices um, that you found on living out your faith. I know that's, it's important to both of you is living out your faith, and just in general being in ministry together. Like, What are some, some advice you give to the community on how to best live out your faith as a couple? Yeah, I think uh, I, I can't help but to think of um, personally developing uh, and maturing uh, individually, right? Um, before you go off and, and, and you do these great things together. I think, you know, I, I've spent years and in, in, in time just really uh, seeking the Lord and his kingdom and um, just trying to get to know him personally and go, go deeper with him, um, but also understand my purpose and my calling. Um, and that's really helped uh, us together, I think, um, in doing, doing missions and, and, and serving in ministry together. Um, it's been uh, I think that for, for me, that's probably the best step was I need to focus on myself before I get serious in a relationship, you know, to that's do these things. So good word. Lucy, what, what about you? Um, I would echo that. So a lot of time, like one of my biggest passions with discipling and giving advice to people who aren't married yet, specifically women, is just to really experience like your fulfillment completely in the Lord, because I think it's really easy, whether it's because of society or emotions or whatever, to have these expectations of what marriage is going to look like. And if you're not completely fulfilled in the Lord and have that, you know, like he doesn't fill you up, essentially, you're going to be looking for that in other places. And when one time in college, I heard somebody say, when you're dating, Whatever you like about that person, you're going to love a million times more when mm. you're married. And whatever you don't like about them, you're going to dislike a million times more. So when you're dating, be aware of like what flaws you're willing to put up with maximized. And so, you know, whether I think for me, that was really important because it, it, it made me realize when it came to marrying somebody, they, I had non-negotiables of like somebody with integrity and character and somebody that I could depend on and that. God forbid, if anything were to happen to me, that my kids would still like be brought up in the Lord even more so. And so I wanted somebody who at the end of the day, despite our differences or arguments that may come up, would submit to whatever God wanted for us. And so I think that's been key for us in moments where maybe we don't see eye to eye on things. I know at the end of the day, like we both want to honor God. Mm -hmm. And so he'll convict our hearts and lead us in the way that he wants. But our first six months of marriage was honestly a rude awakening for me because I didn't realize how many expectations I did have. And then I quickly realized like, okay, Jordan's still a human. Like, yes, he loves Jesus, but he's not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really helped Mm -hmm. me realize how nothing is going to ever give me the fulfillment that my relationship with God does. Um, And then in regards to ministry together, I think both of us just really believe in walking in purpose and serving other people first. And so we have non-negotiables as a couple, you know, and so I think it's just super important for both of us to seek God individually um, and then have things that we're willing to drop and come around. So like with mission trips, if Jordan gets asked to go, it's like, I don't care what I have to do to move our life around like you're going to go, you know, Mm -hmm. and so those things that bind us together. 
we met you coming, you guys came into Redeemed Church as a couple doing ministry together. Can you describe mm-hmm. for the audience um, the ministry that you guys have been doing the last couple of years? Yeah, it's been been great. We, uh, for for years now, have been serving with um, uh, an organization called Missions.me, um, and, and some might be more familiar with, with One Nation One Day. Um, and we actually met Redeemed Church on a One Nation One Day trip in Nicaragua. Um, and the Redeemed team just really honestly stood out to Lucy and I. We were project directors in a hotel. We had nearly 300 missionaries in there. And Pastor Dave, uh, we just saw him and we're like, this guy's different. Yeah. You know, he's different. And um, so, you know, we got to talking with him while, you know, while we were there and, and do, do, doing some great things with him. Uh, but he invited us to come out here and, and visit Redeemed Church uh, just a couple months after the, this trip. And so we did. And we're like, you know what? We feel like God is calling us out here. So yeah. we literally packed everything up back home in Florida and, and moved out here. Um, and, you know, it's been incredible. But, but this, this organization is, has been amazing. And honestly, for, for me, it's, it's changed my life. I think I've been serving with Missions.me since 2012. And if anything, you know, they really, uh, they really help you see that there's so much more to the life than the life that you're living, mm-hmm. you know, and you feel so empowered and so equipped, you know, on these trips and you feel so activated and you can't help but to, you know, when you come back, you just feel like you want to go and reach your community. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, ever since I was 15 years old, I knew that I had a, that, that God had a global purpose in my heart. And yeah. so it's easy for me to go outside of the, the country and go do these trips. But uh, the Lord convicted me and, and said, Jordan, how are you going to disciple nations if you can't disciple your backyard? And mm-hmm. so being here in Tacoma has really helped shift that, that paradigm for me, as in you need to disciple your, your backyard, the people that you're with, the community that you're with at home. And uh, I, I think, you know, inevitably it, it helps you be um, a greater person, but, but also have an understanding of why you're doing what you're doing. Like, you don't have to go internationally to do these trips. You can do it here. And, and, yeah, it's good. But this organization, Missions on Me, is incredible. And, and, and they've, the leadership there, they've helped me realize this. And, and honestly, I've created relationships with people, lifelong relationships with, with people mm-hmm. that I would have never met um, if, if I didn't go on these trips. So yeah, it's a big part of, of our life and who we are now, I think. Well, tell us, you, you shared a little bit about this, but one thing that we do know about you is uh, you, two, you have a, a, a passion for missions. Yeah. Uh, that's internationally and locally. When we use that word missions, it's, it's, it's mobilizing people to do good and to reach people for Jesus. Tell us about that passion as a couple um, for missions, and why do you think it's so important for every Christian to have a love for sharing the gospel? So the first time I experienced mission trips was when I was 15, and I actually didn't even, I wasn't opposed to going. I just didn't know the value of going. And a mentor in my life was like, I'm going to help you fundraise. I just want you to go. And my parents at the time weren't believers. And so they were really skeptical about me going. And long story short, the Lord provided a way for me to go. And once I was there, it was Costa Rica. I just came alive in a way that I didn't know I could. And I think it's because whether it's local or international missions, if it's done well, has a way of showing you that and reminding you that this life isn't about you. Mm. And so when your whole day revolves around serving other people, which ideally we all should be operating in on a daily basis, it's just, it's fulfilling for the human soul. Like that's what we are created to do. We are created to love others more than we love ourselves. Practically, it's more difficult to do on a day-to-day basis when your whole schedule isn't around it. Um, or, you know, when you're seeing the same people every day, it's a lot harder to love on people whose flaws you're aware of than strangers. 
Um, but I think the biggest thing around the importance of missions is to remind you that you were created each day to live on purpose, and that's to further expand the kingdom of God. And that's why it's so fulfilling. And I think it gives people that, that heavenly perspective of what we're even supposed to be doing here in the first place. And it helps people operate in a boldness that maybe they didn't, they weren't aware of that they could tap into. Um, and so I think that's why. And for me, it's a huge value because it's when I feel most connected to the Lord personally, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know, like Jordan says, if it's that global purpose idea, um, because I've met a lot of people who like are very intentional with the way that they evangelize locally and they're more than happy to financially contribute to international trips, but they are honest about not feeling like that's what God is leading them to do. And I believe that, you know, yeah. and so for me, every country that I've gone to is just another taste of the Lord. And I think it's because I've always been super passionate about cultures. And then yeah. just like a little tidbit, when I went to Zambia, Africa, that was the only time in my life that I remember thinking like, if I never saw one person I know ever again, I would still be completely happy and fulfilled. Like oh, it really yeah. felt like I was experiencing heaven on earth. And it was the, the most culturally drastic thing I've ever experienced. Um, in the area we were in, people um, hadn't even like ever seen their reflections before. And so it was just a very, very, very different way of living, but it was my jam. And so I joke around with my mom all the time and I'm like, if something ever happened to Jordan, I'd probably end up in Zambia. And she's like, don't say that. Like, I still want to see you. But yeah, that's a little bit about my heart with missions. Awesome. What about you, Jordan? You know, I can't help but to think of, of uh, you know, Jesus said that he came to, to share the gospel of the kingdom to, to all the nations, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there's just something within me that, that loves to see people come to know um, their purpose and their identity through the gospel of the kingdom. And for me, it's, you know, I, I think if, if, if you don't know the purpose of something, right, then uh, abuse is inevitable, right? Like you will miss you. If you don't know the purpose of a marriage, um, you'll misuse that marriage. If you don't know the, the purpose of the giftings that God gave you, you'll misuse those, those giftings. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't understand the purpose of anything, you'll misuse or abuse that very thing. And, and for me, it's like, man, if I can just reach just, just one person that could come to know the Lord. And because I, I believe that just one word from God will change your life. Um, if, if I can just get to that one person, if God is willing to use me to bring me, whether it's to here to Tacoma or to Asia to reach one person so that they could know and understand God, um, then, then I'm all for it. Um, and, and honestly, that's what ignites me is to see people have that revelation of why they were created and what they were created to do. And, and, and I've been, I feel like I've been a willing vessel for, for God to, to be able to do that and minister to those, you know, through me and, and Lucia. And so this is really, for me, it's, you know, yeah, missions, you can go international, but I think, uh, I think our marriage is, is a part of our ministry. Yeah. Um, and and even locally this is this is our mission field totally you know so so um follow-up question on that then what would you say um kind of a process to maybe they've never been on a mission trip maybe they're 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 stuck saying i want to serve but i don't know where to begin or it feels insignificant all the thoughts that i have um because missions can be glorified sometimes because yeah. like you just said sometimes missions can be really small and and sometimes it's just helping one person but what is, what, what's like a real practical advice on someone just kind of sitting there saying, I really do want to involve service into my life? Yeah, I think, uh, I think do it. 
if, if it's on your heart, then, then do it. I think that's honestly, that's a, a part of who you are. And, and there's, for me, there's nothing more fulfilling than serving others. And again, that, that activates us to be able to yeah. serve. Um, a lot of people will say, I'm not called or I'm not qualified or, or I, you know, I, I'm not equipped to do mm-hmm. this. But I think in reality, you are. What's holding you back is just your, your thoughts, your mindset that keeps telling you, like, you can't do this. But sure. you just take a, you, you literally just take a step. And, and, and if somebody's saying, hey, come, come join here, you can join this ministry, you can go do that, I say do it. Like, if, if that's, if there's a little bit within you that says, man, I desire to do that, I say do it because yeah. that that one that that little thing that that little nudge could ultimately change your life yes um just with a small experience with the people that you're doing it with and and, and inevitably you're going to experience god because we're two more gathered in his name yes there he is right so yeah. um i say absolutely do it. it and and that's people are like it just sounds too easy well it kind of is you just take that step and say you know what i'm going to take the step and i'm going to go do this very thing yep. and do it and do it wholeheartedly yep I think so. I'm a planner and I really like to kind of know like the behind the scenes of how things are going to go. And so I love what Jordan said with like when you have that nudge, just be faithful to step out with it. And I think where we get caught up, especially people with personalities like mine, is we get caught up in the how. Um, And from what I've personally experienced, and God has gone out of his way to remind me the last two weeks, is that most of the time when he asks me to step out, he doesn't clarify how or what mm. that's going to look like. And that's where a lot of the faith and the pruning comes in for that's me good. personally. Right. So mm-hmm. even practically speaking with like your local church, there are always ways to serve. Um, and when you're serving in your gift set, sometimes it takes time to figure out what that, what, what mm-hmm. that is. Like, I know I helped with youth group for a long time um, back in Florida. And even though I was quote unquote good at it. And I think if you just want to connect and you care about people, you, you, you'll usually be okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what gave me like, overwhelming like fulfillment um and so i think sometimes there's different seasons too for what kind of your gift set looks like or what needs to be nurtured but i think if you're willing to even serve locally i think you'll experience so much more community too than i think the average person gets to experience like i joke around with my friends i'm like how do adults make friends outside of church like it's so they require so much intentionality but when you serve with people it's just a lot easier to connect with them um and that's, I don't know how to explain it. I think it's a supernatural bond that happens. And so start there. And, you know, whether it's through your church, your local church, or connection that your local church has, there's usually options of how to serve internationally if that's something that you're feeling nudged to do. Um, we have been so blessed to have you guys the last couple of years at Redeem. And not we are not doing this podcast because you are moving, but doing this podcast too because you're moving. And like, this is the way that the timing worked out. Yeah. And so um, right now you're being called to a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. You're 29 weeks into it and you guys are <laughs> about to have a baby soon. And so could you tell us your future plans? Like what does it look like for you in the, in the next month, but also the next couple months? Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy because, uh, you know, here we are, we're planning a cross country trip again. Yeah. Um, and this time it's with a baby, uh, which makes it all that more fun. Um, but we, we are, ex- we're, we're excited for, uh, this new season. I mean, it's bittersweet, right? This has been, been home for us, uh, Lucy and I, we've been married the longest here. Um, yeah. you know, and so this is really what we know life together here in Tacoma, Washington. Um, and so now we're going back home with, with family and, and we'll have, you know, support of, of friends too. And, um, but there's a lot of exciting things happening and, and one of them, you know, for me is I look forward to 
jumping in, you know, full time as a personal trainer. Um, that's been uh, a ministry field here for me. And, and I think even years, years prior, but, um, God has just been really highlighting folks at my gym and, Mm. and, and ministering to them. And, um, in regards to, you know, things that are going on in the world now, uh, with race and, and, and everything, you name it. Um, people are coming to me, ask me questions at the gym and some of them, I don't even know. I don't even know like that. Just a high and a buy, you know, but, um, you know, I, it's been amazing. So I'm really excited for, for that season. Obviously we'll get plugged into a, a church, you know, back home, but, um, that's what I'm most excited about. And, and honestly, even having a kid, you know, I, yeah. I, I think, that's uh, a calling. That's a calling. Yeah. Yeah. it's think, happening, you know, every, I, I remember always asking questions like, you know, to, to, to some of my leaders back in the day, you know, they're having kids and I'm like, what is it like having a, a baby? Um, do you, you'll find out soon. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you feel like you are seeing a, a new love, a different love? Mm-hmm. Because I always saw it like, man, I wonder if I have a kid, if, if I'll start to love the way that Jesus, loved, yeah. right? Like I'll see my son or my daughter the way that, that, that God sees his children. Um, and that's been a prayer of mine for years and years and years. And so I'm excited to actually experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I'm ready to be honest, but uh, <laughs> certainly excited and expectant. So yeah, that's great. So I actually in August transitioned to being able to focus on my Arbonne business. Um, And then I've had the opportunity to work part time at State Farm the last few months, too, which has been such a blessing, especially during this quarantine time. I think it would have gone actually insane being (laughs) at home all day nonstop. Um, But I'm really excited because a lot of my team happens to be in Florida. And so just being able to be there in person more accessibly is really exciting to me. Um, but also I think with Jordan and I, I think the Lord really did give us a like pastoral shepherding anointing, but I think what, what I'm most excited about, and I was thinking about this yesterday is the fact that we have also been really, really passionate about discipling and pouring into the secular world. And I think that God has put us for such a time as this to be able to do, to, to operate from our anointing in places that need that light, you know? And so I'm really excited just because I think we honestly have never necessarily wanted to do full-time ministry, but God ends up putting us in those positions. Um, and I think he's been using it to show us kind of what it looks like to to remind us of that. It's not easy. And that dying to yourself and being available for people regularly. And I would say almost constantly is, can be exhausting if you don't know how to seek God first. Yeah. Um, and so I think he has been really pruning our hearts and helping us be in a position where we can be very missional locally going into the fields that God has given us to really have dominion over. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been such a blessing for me personally to see people um, grow in my business who don't know the Lord yet, mm-hmm. but because you know, my coach and I have been very prayerful and intentional about creating a heavenly culture on our team. It's so exciting to see people get a taste of what identity and what value and what community, what love, all these things look like. Um, And then I'm personally really excited about finding a local church because I grew up in this town and I didn't know the Lord most of my life when I lived there. Um, And when I did, it was youth group that I got plugged into like four months before I moved to a different Mm. city for college. So I'm excited to see what the community looks like there yeah. um, and to bring whatever it is that God has taught us here and help implement it there, um, especially when it comes to, because our passion really is to help people walk in purpose, discipleship. And I would say marriages and young adults are like our niche. 
Um, so I'm excited to see where God ends up leading us there yeah. too. Well, one last question before Liz has her word. What have you loved about being a part of Redeem? And what are your parting uh, words for our community? Redeem has been, uh, been life-changing for us. Uh, I mean, it's only been, what, three years, um, and it, which have just flown by. But yeah. I tell you what, I, I've probably had the most, the, the most growth and, and maturity in my life in these three years, um, you know, out of the rest of my life. And it's been incredible because I think uh, one of the things that I love most about Redeemed Church is just the div- diversity there within mm-hmm. the house. Um, and I've been to many churches here in, in Tacoma and even in the outskirts. And, and Redeemed Church is, is easily the most diverse church that I've been to, whether it's here or in Florida uh, or even in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the most diverse church. And I love it because you, you, you see so many people coming to the house um, for, for prayer and worship. Um, and, and for teaching and it's like-minded people that want to, uh, be in community with each other and with the Lord. Mm. And, and that's what we've found, um, very healthy, uh, about Redeemed Church. Um, and, and also just the, the, the team, I, I'm not saying this just to, you know, pump up the team, but the team has been incredible. Um, really gifted, solid people uh who know what they're doing and and when to do it and 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 it's been amazing to experience that um because again it's it's made me a better person it's made lucia a better person um and not only that but but the relationships it's a it's a family you you go there it's a it's a family we it's like redeemed church is all that we know lucia and i together Mm. uh so going back home to a new season it's going to be quite different people like are you going back home with family yeah we are but uh this too is our family you know, yeah. this is all that we've known together as a married couple. Um, and so it'll be interesting going back home. But Redeemed Church is, is, is amazing. Um, and to be honest, I still dream for, for Redeem. I still have vision for, for Redeem. And, and I know for a fact that uh, God's best is, is yet ahead. Um, we, you know, we've gone through some hard times and got knocked down and got right back up. And, and uh, just to see uh, how the people um, there in Redeemed Church uh, you know, react and respond um, and continue to serve the Lord and each other has been, uh, has been crazy. It's been amazing. So, Um, I think for me, like Jordan said, what's been most special is how much of a family the Redeemed community is. And like I said, if you're intentional about plugging in, it's pretty hard to feel lonely or like unseen. Um, you know, if you're going like once a month and stuff, I could understand where that's at because that was me, you know, the first, like, I'd say 10 months I was here because I was so, I had so much demanded for me for my full-time job that I had, like, I was not present. And so the moment I started being intentional about plugging in, I was like, wow, I have been missing out. Like there are so many gems here. And I think what just blows me away is one, how genuine people are, but also like, just the culture of being willing to drop anything. And like, I feel like anybody at Redeem would like take off the clothes off their back for somebody else. And that's, that's rare for people to genuinely be that generous and that loving and that kind and to care as much as people do. You know, when I personally, when, when I've noticed people ask, how are you doing and stuff? It's not just to do it. Like people actually want to know. Um, and I think that that's a reflection of the leadership of Dave and Connie. Like Mm -hmm. I've, never met pastors in my life who have been that hands-on mm-hmm. and who have like have stretched their capacity so much to try to be connected to as many people as they can um and that they would also like give their life for any of their sheep you know and so i think that's been what's been most special 
um, from what I've seen and I've experienced. Um, and same with Jordan, when people are like, oh, are you going to go back with your family? Part of me like hurts to hear that because I'm like, yes, they're my biological family and I love them so much. But I there's so many people at Redeem that I would call family and mm-hmm. that I know I could call up in a second and they would do anything and be there for us too and vice yeah. versa. So. And an important note, you know, you're not leaving tomorrow. You still have another no, month. No, we actually are leaving tomorrow. Oh, good night. <laughs> good luck with that. No, but they'll be around for the month. So we're meeting Saturday nights at 6 p.m. during the summer with the Redeem Outdoors yeah. with the, the quarantine. And you guys will, will be there yeah. most Saturdays. Yeah. Um, and so it gets you time to, to, to say uh, goodbye and all that stuff. And so we'll have time with you. We just wanted to do this podcast and, and, and share that news. But also we do have more time with you, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah. And you guys came really, there was a lot of energy at Redeem. I feel like we're a really energetic church, with a lot of passionate people. But when you came, there was definitely a whoosh, new energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I have definitely been blessed by that. You guys are young. I'm not super old, but you're younger than me. <laughs> so to see a young uh, couple working in ministry together, um, bringing in vision, bringing in just interest in people and then willing to serve all the little things. I mean, you were at the nursery checking people and you do mm-hmm. so many things behind the scenes. I mean, you guys truly are a serving couple. And so mm-hmm. um, we will miss you. Yeah. Um, but I do have a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my favorite part. Of oh, here. that's sweet. <laughs> and you guys are both mature in Christ. So I totally believe you already, you're already going to have this set, but I but let this be a confirmation to you if you already have Amen. got this in your mind. But um, this comes, um, because of your new calling, parents, this is what the Lord showed me. And this was before I was really in the word all the time. And so when I, when I read it, I was like, oh, snap. I was right about what the Holy Spirit told me when I was pregnant with Finley. Finley is now six. Okay. So this comes out of Exodus chapter 35 verses 30 through 35 and we're watching this live she's using a real paper bible this oh, yeah. is a big yep. deal yes yeah, so i mean is, she's going old testament yeah this old testament in a real yes this is my grandfather's bible cover i mean we are it's anointed about to get right real. here Amen. yeah okay so exodus 30 35 30 through 35 then moses said to the people of israel see the lord has called by name Bezalel, great name the son of uri uri hmm. son of her of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and in carving wood, for work in every skilled craft, and he has inspired him to teach both him and Oliab, the son of Ahizamach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer and purple and scarlet yarn by twined linen or by a weaver by any sort of workman or skill designer okay so what does all that mean what this means is uh, when you're having a baby oh, and here i go i just gave you a bunch of books on pregnancy squash <laughs> them all throw them out the door throw them in the garbage god the holy spirit is going to give you wisdom to be the parents of your your child you guys abide in him you are praying to him everything you need to know about your child what to do what's wise what's best what's timely Holy Spirit is going to come right through. There's going to be an instinctual part of you as parents that just know exactly what to do with your baby. There's also going to be tons of people around you telling you what you should do and when and this and that. They're well-meaning, but you'll know, you will know what, when, what feels right in your spirit. But this goes for anything like you're going personal training. 
you guys, that is the mission field. We are the church wherever we go. And in our bond, I, this, what these passages told me and what the Holy Spirit told me when I was uh, a new mom was that um, God gives divine wisdom and God gives skill mm-hmm. and strength and creativity. I mean, he's the source of it all. And so I just hope that, I mean, I, you guys know these verses, these set of verses. And so, but I just hope that um, you feel like you are totally 100% equipped to be parents and on the mission field with both your businesses and personal training. Godspeed to you. Yeah. Um, it, but we, but we're just, um, I'm just excited for the new things to come. And yeah. I've no doubt that God has um, planned all of this. It, it's just his perfect timing for, for this child to come now the season of covid um you know all the things you guys yeah. are you guys are ready amen yeah we're so excited that uh you've um well we're blessed that you've committed three years to redeem yeah. and we're you'll be missed uh, you're loved but we know that we'll stay in contact and yeah, hopefully absolutely. you'll visit at least once a year totally. especially with the baby mm-hmm. yeah and so we're 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 very excited for you um very sad that you're leaving but very excited for you and uh, and the baby and um, and we just want to bless you. We love you guys. Thanks so much for for this opportunity and it's been fun. This has been uh, it's been a good time. So awesome. yeah, and podcast we don't have to be in the same room. That's right. Know, so we can do this again. We can do a follow up. Update. Yeah. Yeah. We will be plugging in with mentions me, so we'll probably have you on Jordan to, to keep doing that. So yeah. that's it for this re- <laughs> week's Redeem Midweek podcast, and we'll see you all soon.